Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs, the only podcast that you can enjoy while eating syrupy pancakes and touching your Rolexes. This is episode 172. Michael, how is how is it going? How are you? How how are you? You know, you know that Instagram kind of pet peeves episode that we did. I just thought of the, the people that like drop a Rolex in a flute of champagne. <laughs> I want to recreate that, just like dropping a sub into like just a tub of like Aunt Jemima's or something. <laughs> Does my warranty cover this? I would love, I would love Rolex to get that phone call. Yeah, I was wearing my Rolex at dinner and um, I dropped it into the gravy boat. Uh, am I, am I covered? Hashtag luxury. <laughs> Hashtag living it up. Hey everyone, episode 172. I'm really happy that Michael brought up that previous episode, Instagram trends that need to die because this episode... This is, I think, what we're going to start calling more frequently from now on, because I like doing these episodes. This is a bridge burner. This is a bridge-burning episode. If there is a bridge bridge that exists, I prefer to be burned, because we have nothing to lose at this point, right? I think it's going to be a spicy episode, but I think we're going to be constructive in our choices. No, I'm tired of being constructive. (laughs) I have been thoughtful and constructive for 171 episodes, and look where it's gotten me. (laughs) <laughs> nothing <laughs> no- episode 172 this is going to be a really fun one uh, acclaimed watches famous watches that we just don't understand watches mm-hmm. that have hype which honestly when you break it down we just do not fucking understand why these watches and have this- hype we should be clear. This was a listener suggestion. This was a listener you, you, you suggestion. Posted, you posted something, and somebody gave us this idea. Yeah, let me do a proper, proper shout out. Shout that. out here. I'm trying to think of another word other than shout out because I feel like I've been saying shout out a lot recently. It just makes me sound like Carson Daly, and I am not. It's like a social media buzz term. Yeah. So, oh, here we go. OG TBWS. Huge shout out to Michael Hunsicker. On MMW Hunsicker, he uh, suggested this topic. I posted a thing, I think, a couple weeks back, and I'm like, hey, you know, anyone have any cool topics they want to hear? Got a shit ton of really cool stuff. Um, And this one uh, kind of stuck out to Michael and I. So acclaimed watches, watches that have hype, which we just do not fucking understand. And I will tell you now, there are some bridge burners in this one. All right. I don't want any friends. I'm tired of trying to make friends. I'm 33 or 34, I always forget. And trying to make friends has gotten me nothing. I've only ruined other people's lives by trying to be their friends. Look, <laughs> Michael, you could have been an astronaut, man. Right? You could have been. But look. Yeah, I was. I was like. I was just like right there. I, I just like. I missed it by a hair. Because of me. I was me. almost almost selected to be an astronaut. Yeah. You know. <laughs> that easy. <laughs> I can land on an aircraft carrier with my hands tied to my dick <laughs> which i which i think is part of the test as part of the actual physical aptitude test that you have to take they put you in the centrifugal force machine so you sneeze out your balls and then you also have to land a plane with your dick <laughs> hey everyone this is your book watch knobs here let's do this let's uh, let's honor tradition before we get into the main topic there's a lot of fun stuff we want to talk about let's honor tradition but we also want to talk about some really fun uh news some crazy shit is going down i don't know if it's fun news but it's, yeah, totally it's fun, fun for us Hey man, listen. I want my bridges burned. I want my barns burned. I want my bridges burned. I don't want friends. But here, let's 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 do this. Let's honor tradition. Would you like to do an audio wrist check with me? 
Yeah. Let's do it. Here, you yeah. you you go first. I'm way too excited. So I wanted to wear a watch today that might actually be a target <clears throat> in this kind of discussion. Okay. And I, I've actually gotten this sentiment from from some listeners and some folks that follow the the site and the Instagram. Okay. By the way, we do have a website. Uh, if you're just tuning in, tubeofwatchnotes.com. <laughs> like sometimes. Um, do you remember the episode where we're like, <clears throat> "Oh, we're gonna make a website." <laughs> I forgot how long ago. That we're was. gonna have an about page, and it's gonna be like a really pretty hero slider when you open it up and high quality. Yeah, now <clears throat> that was us. I think like like being deflowered. Now we're just grizzled whores, just, just veterans. <laughs> we just we're, it doesn't matter what it is. Something's got to go on the site. Just post something on the site. Yeah. And get on with it. <laughs> I have to but make anyway, dinner. I, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I wanted to make a watch that could possibly be a target in a discussion like this. Um, and again, some people have written <clears throat> to me with, you know, I just don't get this watch. Right. Um, it's the Doxa Sub 300. Yes. Uh, Excellent. Aquadong. Yeah. Aquadong. <laughs> Shout out to Bro Dinky for coming up with hashtag Aquadong. <laughs> I'm gonna call this, dude. Yeah. I'm hanging. I'm going to the get together tonight, and I'm hanging mad aquadong. Yeah, if you if you haven't seen this watch, oh just, man, <laughs> just just take a look past seven o'clock, and you'll you'll understand. Also, don't um, Google aquadong yet. Let's have that maybe permeate into the internet a little bit more, because aquadong might turn up other. St- I don't. I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I can't guarantee what will happen to your internet browser history, guys. If you Google yeah. Aquadong, put you on a list. I put you on a list. It's that that easy, man. But here, <laughs> but that's actually real. I've heard people say that about your watch. Um, I just yeah. don't get it. It's it's a it's a weird it's a weird sort of forty two ish millimeter case. Uh, folks, folks still say like that dial is too small or that case is too big for mm-hmm. that dial. Um, I don't understand, like, I don't get the stacked bezels with the two different scales. That just looks weird. Yeah. Um, the bezel itself is too thick for the watch. Um, what else? It's fucking orange. You've heard, <laughs> you, you've heard it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I think I, I thought it would be nice to wear a watch that probably <clears throat> just doesn't me. work for some people. But at the same time, if it's posted somewhere, it it, re- it receives a lot of just like, like universal acclaim. Yeah. Uh, for for the most part, like people, a ton of people just really really love this watch, myself included. Yeah. But you might be one of those folks that are just like, I don't get it. So I, that's why that's why I chose the Doxa. It's a pretty today. interesting ratio. I've noticed for watches like that, it's ninety five five ninety five. Fucking love it. And then five percent, just like, I just don't get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I'm wearing. And um, if if you're not familiar with the model, it's uh, it's. Well, you it's, told us uh, it's the Aquadong. Yeah, the Aquadong. It's reissued in 2017. Um, kind of like the standard <laughs> vintage reissue model for for Doxa, and yeah. uh, they're not doing any of these anymore. Like they're not doing. They have a sub 300 out now, which looks great i haven't given it a try but these uh these slimmer cased um non-t models they're they're not doing them right now they're trying to push those chronographs that are like 5k i'm not so you're uh, of the two of us you're the one that has more knowledge about like doxa you're the doxpert among the among the two of us you are the doxpert (laughs) 
is the one I've seen one before that I thought was so cool, but I've never seen people wearing it. It's like a blue dial, like a soft blue, almost like a teal dial. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they got one. They got one. Um, why, why, they sell that now. Why does anyone buy that? Is it dumb? It's. Um, I, I kind of feel like when Docs has <clears throat> started using that color, it was. It. Oh, God, I, I read the book so long ago, but I think that might have been during like the the Yenny ownership years, and they started coming out with like some smaller women's models. Okay. And I think they pushed that color a lot in the women's models. Oh, maybe I that's. See maybe that's why you don't see a lot of guys wearing it. I could be wrong. Um, again, there's a really good Doxa book that you, you used to get um, <clears throat> when you bought one. But uh, I think I think that's that's part of the history. But that color is cool, and they, they do still sell it. I'd wear the fuck um, out of that watch. I think you can even get that color in the new Doxa Sub 200, which is their model now that's under $1,000, and I think it actually looks pretty cool. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I got today, and uh, it's overall it's a fun weekend watch. This thing is looking starting to look rough. Really? Because <laughs> you don't the, you don't you don't baby your watches. Oh my god! I was looking at the clasp this morning. It is. It's in a bad spot. <laughs> Cosmetically, it's, does it get like, like a lot of scratches and dings or whatever? I see people that put these in like a safe and they'll try to sell them for like crazy money. Mm-hmm. I can never do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this is not in unworn condition, and I, that's that's kind of what I wanted. If I, I figured if I had a Doxa, it would be something that I could be the only owner, never baby it. Yeah, um, it's just it's the perfect watch to do that with, and uh, I'm you know what if if you're one of those people that uh, just doesn't get it, um, and you hear this episode and you want to chat, I'm totally open to just talking through it. I think this is going to be a cool sort of conversation starter overall. Yeah. The idea with, with watches showing damage and everything like that, it got me thinking, because I've been doing research on something different, just totally different from this, but what do you think about watches that have, like, coating to protect, for, so like the Seiko Die Shield or the Citizen Duratec or whatever the fuck it's called, do you think those actually make a difference? Doesn't that end up looking like kind of hazy and weird, anyways? At the end, I guess I'm not. I'm not, I'm not very. I'm not very well versed, which is why I was researching. But I think to combat it, some some companies to try to do do try and go above and beyond to like. Because at least... you can say you can say that this thing works, but no one's tested it for like thirty years yet. Mm-hmm. So you never know. Like I'm sure Rolex was making their dials back in the day, and like this dial is gonna look like this forever. This is so and black. Then, it's gonna be black forever. <laughs> and they started turning brown and shit like that. <laughs> And people but, go nuts over. But those, then but. Rolex nerds are like are like stabbing each other in like seven eleven bathrooms to get it. So I mean, the world doesn't make sense. That's the headline. All right. The spider dial is my fucking favorite. People pay more for like a cracked dial. It's like, oh, this thing is shitty. So you got to pay me ten k more. Can you imagine if you did something fifty years ago and like, let's say you wrote, I don't know, like a book and like you had like a typo, like you misspelled your own fucking name on the front, and then for some reason that became super. Not the content of what you've done. Or like the achievement you've made because it's different from other things. That's how that happens co- with currency. That happens with currency collectors too. Postage stamps, they, stamps. Yeah. Yep. The collectors' I guess, mindset. I guess, there's, I guess there's charm to it. Yeah, the collectors' mindset overall. Right. But, um, <laughs> super cool. So I I will transition to my portion of the wrist check. We have both chosen watches, which we've heard from other people that they don't get. 
I am for my wrist check today. I am wearing my Raketa Big Zero because um, this is probably one of the more I get more questions and emails and smoke signals and like fucking like communications about this watch. Then can you put a header on the website saying? No, we cannot look at your big zero eBay listing. <laughs> no, I will not look at your listing. And yes, it's fake. If I can just put I think, those, <laughs> I think we're nice. I think we're generally nice guys. It's like, dude, the volume of those emails and DMs is bananas. Yeah. So yeah. So to, um, I'm going to answer. I I do this every few episodes. Every time I bring up the Raketa Big Zero, uh, I will. If you really, really like, if you do need someone, I will look at it. But know that it will take time. But do bear in mind that 99.999% of big zeros I've looked at are, are, are fake. Um, fake know, or are they frankened? Just like fr- frankened. on the verge fr- of fake. Okay. Um, it's, you can't really fake these. You could frank on them. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I don't know if there's a guy with like a trench coat in like downtown Manhattan trying to sell you like you want to buy a raqueta? Hey, 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 raqueta, <laughs> real raqueta, handmade raqueta, raqueta. He's like, you just, you, just, you walk by him and he just says that like you're watching Elmo and you hear someone say raqueta, raqueta. You're like, oh shit, I want to fucking, I'll buy a raqueta on fucking Washington or whatever the fuck it's called now. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something else. Hold on, my cat's here. All right, come on, sweetheart. <clears throat> but yeah, we're in the raqueta big zero because I've heard that same comments, you know, about this watch. Like, uh, oh, you know, love this watch, great watch, Kaz, blah, blah, blah. And then every now and then someone's like, the hands are too short. Or mm-hmm. like, or like the numbers are so weird or like, I just don't get it. So I thought it'd be really nice in the spirit of the episode to, to acknowledge that just because the watches we bring up, we say we don't get it, it doesn't necessarily invalidate someone who might authentically like whatever watch we bring up. If you like a watch because you like a watch, great. Um, I think one of the headlines that we always say, in addition to the one I just mentioned on the show, is just collect in a way that's authentic to you. Collect in a vacuum. Um, I don't know about you, but I've chosen watches specifically that I think are interesting to constructively critique or to break down or to offer thoughtful commentary on because you sometimes might feel compelled to like it because everyone else likes it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I gotcha. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're kind of big zero. That's what I'm going to be wearing for, for, for this episode while my cat tries very, very enthusiastically to distract me, which is fine. Um, the, the, she, she does this on my work calls like during the day too. You know what I mean? <laughs> which I'm sure everyone, since everyone's working from home now, we were just talking about this. They're all going through different degrees of uh, screaming children, uh, you know, talkative spouses, dogs, cats, everyone making appearance in video calls now. Yeah. Right? It's crazy. Too funny, man. Um, but yeah, super cool that your Doxa and my Raketa Big Zero are here. Uh, but here, before we get into the main topic, uh, you know, claimed watches, watches with hype that we just do not understand, let's talk about some news. You want to talk about Basel World? Should I, should so I, should I play a little? Fire up the site. Yeah, you, you wrote something <clears throat> pretty quickly. Um, there have been a series of developments in regards to Basel over the course of a couple of weeks, but in the past week or so, it's kind of kicked into overdrive. So in order of events to where things started getting really hairy for Basel. So there are, 
Let me, I'm going to call this out here. I'm keeping tally on the site of all the things that are going wrong wrong for Basel World. I think the last one was like Rolex and Tudor postponing any sort of releases because of it. That's kind of related. And then you started talking about exhibitors wanting their money back. Basically, yeah. So there's <laughs> yeah. five main things which are happening here. Uh, this is this is starting before coronavirus, but there's just five things that I want to highlight because they're compacting uh, into one really fucked up scenario where Basel either has to drastically pivot and not be what it has been before or mm -hmm. die. One of those two things. Uh, so the first one is last year, or maybe even two years ago almost, uh, Swatch pulled out, and then later Seiko pulled out, and then Breitling, Bulgari, and a large brand started leaving Basel. But I think Swatch was sort of the first one that people were like, oh, fuck. Like, that's crazy, because Swatch is... I mean, Swatch is obviously a lot of brands, but the one brand that people focus on with Swatch and Basel is Omega, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. hold on, I got... Listen, Cat. You can either sit there and sit still, or you can leave. You can't sit there and eat pens. Okay, good. She knows English. She just pretends to not know English. That's what I do when people try to talk to me, and I don't want to talk to them. I just pretend to pretend not know English. There's people at home saying, I fucking knew it! Uh, so that's the first thing. Swatch, Seiko, Breitling, Bulgari, these all, they all, you know, they all pull out. And then... Basel postpones the show uh, in light of the coronavirus. This is where it gets fucking confusing. We pointed this out on uh, one of the TBWS Writers Room episodes, which is our reoccurring YouTube series. Go to our YouTube channel and subscribe there. It's actually a lot of fun. A bunch of people on the TBWS writing staff and uh, sometimes a special guest. We had stuff and watches on as a special guest for one episode. Um, we get on a, share, a big shared Skype call. You can see our fucking faces if you want for some reason, and we just talk about something. In the one particular episode, we were doing COVID-19 and... Basel world, Basel's language around the postponement of Basel 2020 is that Basel 2020 is postponed to January 2021, which is fucking confusing because the language also implied that Basel 2021 would still be occurring. So are we having two Basels in one year? Is Basel 2020 going to get canceled and then we're just going to jump to Basel 2022 and then will Basel 2020 become a collector's item? Like what? Like how? Like it's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we call that a callback in the industry, Michael. It's yeah. a joke callback. So it's just, it, it to me, the language is confusing. I haven't seen any other anyone else really kind of honing in on what the fuck Basel 2021 is going to look like, unless they have and I've missed it. So that's the second thing, Basel postponing. And then number mm -hmm. three, the third thing that occurred is when shit really started getting uh, a little hairy. Exhibitors, small and medium-sized exhibitors, began to demand their money back. Specifically because when I say small to medium-sized exhibitors, I mean the brands and exhibitors you never fucking hear about unless you're at Basel. Smaller operations, smaller watch manufacturers, smaller watch and jewelry industry people. Um, what they do is they essentially spend their entire marketing budgets. And this is, and this is uh, at the admission of, of, of you know, MCH Group and Basel themselves. They acknowledge that this is the truth. Uh, Thirty dollars to $40,000 for an exhibitor booth, on the, which is a low end because they're smaller uh, to medium-sized brands. They spend thirty dollars to $40,000 on an exhibitor booth for Basel, which represents essentially their entire marketing budget. Now, the issue is they rely on exhibiting at Basel as a small to medium-sized vendor to secure uh, revenue flow for the rest of the year. That's why the timing of Basel is always kind of like this big thing, and that's why like people want to try and do it early in the year, different times of the year, blah, 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 whatever. Smaller brands yeah. need to display and exhibit at Basel in order for their survival. That doesn't really work 
if Basel 2020 is postponed to Basel, is postponed to 2021 of January, because that basically means these small to medium-sized exhibitors can't exhibit their shit for 2020, and they're not equipped enough to pivot and do something digital. I mean, the watch industry as a whole is basically like an archaic dinosaur, you know, that just doesn't really understand. Some brands are evolving, and they're trying to be more digitally friendly. I think this COVID-19 thing is kind of forcing people to do it. Um, yeah. But these small to medium-sized exhibitors, they can't do that. They spend $30,000, $40,000, go to Basel. That sets them up for the year. So obviously, if they can't do that for Basel 2020, they want their money back. Because if they don't get their money back and they don't make money from displaying Basel 2020, they're basically facing financial ruin. Small to medium-sized businesses have to protect themselves. And if they can't make money in 2020 that they already paid to exhibit at Basel for, they need that money back. Not even to just redistribute into different uh, marketing or outreach you know, uh, 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 streams, but just to fucking survive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and so that was their request. So originally a coalition of Swiss small medium-sized uh, exhibitors got together and demanded their money back. And then uh, non-Swiss European brands a couple of days later got together and wrote, and wrote a letter also basically saying, hey, give us our money back or we're fucking never coming to your show ever again. <laughs> they said it much less, much less, you know, crudely than I did. But, you know, I'm, 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 we're, we're, we're uncouth horological hooligans. So what are you, uh, what are you going to do? Send your TBWS photos to hashtag uncouth horological hooligans. Um, and so Basel heard the guy that read the letters and Basel's response was basically, uh, yeah, if we give you your money back, a Basel world will also be ruined. Like, if we give you small to medium size, I'm not talking about the big guys, small to medium size, if we give small to medium size businesses their money back, uh, the director of Basel world, uh, whose name I always fucking forget, it's Michael, Michael Loris Melikoff, uh, uh, you know, Basel MCH group, MCH group is the organizers of Basel world, basically said, if I give them their money back, uh, I place Basel into financial Basel world the exhibit not the town into financial you know jeopardy so mm -hmm. there's a complicated scenario here where he can't give them their money back because if he does Basel will be ruined but at the same time if he doesn't give those brands their money back they'll also be ruined and even if they aren't ruined they're not fucking coming back to Basel yeah and then two things happened after, well, so, okay, so back to number three. Basel gave these brands a couple options, which we talked about last episode. Uh, you can either put your money towards Basel 2021, which I'm still fucking confused about. Is Basel 2021 going to be in 2022 now? Is it like, is it like car releases? Are car releases, because you know how car release years are like staggered or something? Yeah, I think it just doesn't matter anymore. It just doesn't matter anymore. You, yeah. So you can either put your money towards Basel 2021 or we'll give you a portion of your money back and we'll put less towards Basel 2021. It's, it's, the, the option sucked. It's basically you can have a shit sandwich with a little bit of shit. You can have a shit sandwich with a lot of shit. But either way, you're eating shit, you know? Uh, and then the fourth thing happened. This is what you're talking about. Can I get some, about. like, hot sauce? Can I cut that shit with some buffalo sauce? Like, just something, man. Some <laughs> sriracha? I will eat glass if you put sriracha on it, man. <laughs> Put some sriracha on that shit sandwich. I think you Basel. just told someone how to how to assassinate you. Oh my god! I'm gonna I'm gonna give Kaz a big slab of poison, just a, just a slab of it, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna put some sriracha on it, and he's gonna knife and fork that shit and die. 
die a coward's death. Um, Paltroon. Cow-handed Paltroon's death. Sorry. <laughs> Number four, uh, this is the one that you were talking about. The fourth huge thing to happen is that Rolex, Tudor, Patek, Chopard, and Chanel not only announced they were leaving Basel, they were starting their own fucking show with Blackjack and Hookers. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and they're working with the people, the former SISH people. The, the, the uh, Watches and Wonder is now FHH Group or whatever the fuck it's called. But basically, they're uh, Rolex Tudor, Chopard, Chanel, and Patek, Patek uh, are working with those people to put on their own show scheduled uh, for April 2021. Um, as of this date of uh, this recording, uh, not that I've seen, it doesn't have a name. The show doesn't have a name. Um, Which is kind of, it's kind of interesting to see. A lot of people are focused on the departure. But I think it's interesting to see Rolex coming out and saying, hey, we're going to work with the tech. We're going to yeah. work with ship, like these other brands because um, Rolex doesn't talk to anyone. No. <laughs> so to see them to see them come out on the same stage and say like, oh, we're going to this is going to be a partnership for something new. Um, come out on the same stage that's weird. and offer quotes as to the reason why. A lot of the reasoning yeah. why is that they felt Baselworld and MCH Group has not handled finances properly. Yeah. <clears throat> that's fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't get Rolex to talk to me about stainless steel versus solid gold, but apparently I have no fucking problem talking about MCH Group and their financial handling process. You know? <laughs> there's There's other stuff going on in that realm right now that's too deep to get into on this episode but. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah they those five brands came out and said that and then basel released a, a presser saying like oh this is a surprise to us because you know even as far back as for this basel we've been making accommodations for these brands and doing all these things and so basel basically said their reasons for leaving aren't congruent because if they're starting their own show they've been thinking about this for a long time um which is like a weird press release to put out because it's just like okay even if they have so yeah like so what Basel? they're trying to keep business you're supposed to have contingency plans for everything yeah dude sorry sorry Basel. like (laughs) you know it's a really weird press release uh it's on it's on their site i'll try and get a link in here as well um and then the fifth thing happened the fifth thing has happened uh, that is really starting to make it not look good for Basel. LVMH has pulled their brands uh, from Basel as well. So LVMH watch brands, Encompass. Uh, it's not a lot, but some pretty important ones. It's Tag Heuer, Hublot, Zenith, and Bulgari. And Bulgari makes like watches for other people and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some other ones that I think are, are in the, the LVMH. But, but those are the big draws. That people focus on for Basel, especially like Tag Heuer and shit like that. Um, yeah. That's crazy because when you take a step back and think about it, the question is no longer, you know, oh, like uh, uh, who's uh, who's leaving Basel. The question is who the fuck is left in Basel? Like who's like, because like I said before, those small to medium the size makers, the tool makers, Bird. This is going to be either Bergeron. Bergeron is going to be the most recognizable household name, and every watch nerd. On the world, they're gonna move them into the Rolex space, dude. dude <laughs> they're just gonna have this building. I think. Worth I of- think. I think Raquette is gonna get Rolex's booth. 
I think Burkett is going to... They're finally going to let him in. He's not just going to be standing by the hot dog stand. No, you're thinking, you're, you're thinking of um, of uh, uh, Kistapol, uh, Maranom. You're thinking of Maranom. Oh, Mar- that's right. <laughs> Mar- Mar- Maranom went to Basel either last year or the year before, but he didn't go to Basel. He took a photo of his watch outside of Basel. Like, hey, and like that's that. He literally announced a new release that way. Mm-hmm. But maybe Maranom will get a booth. Maybe, uh, maybe Vostok... We'll have a booth. It'll be like Blast from the Past with uh, with Brendan Fraser, where like everyone's in clothes that's clearly like six decades old, and it's just uh, like, where are you got? Do you remember that movie? No, I've never seen that. <laughs> Brendan, I think it's Brendan Fraser. Uh, he and his family, they're in the, they exist in like the fifties or sixties or whatever the fuck it was, and um, the threat of nuclear war uh, is like looming, and so they hear an alarm and they go and they hide in their bomb shelter and they stay down there. For decades and decades and decades, and then they eventually they come out, but like they have essentially been living in a human time capsule. So it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, let me just Check Google. Let me just Google really quick. That that's I'm not fucking that up. Pretty sure it's Brendan <laughs> Fraser. I don't want to get the emails, man. Even if it's not, I'm. It's Brendan Fraser, Alicia Silverstone, Christopher Walken, Sissy Spacek. My God, <laughs> there are some fucking actors in this shit, man. So those are the five things that have occurred with Basel World. Um, and the question is, who is left at Basel World now? Because the big names that we all hear in the fucking blogosphere and all this like s- stupid watch blog stuff, all those brands are fucking gone. Yeah. So even if Basel 2021 does happen, or I'm sorry, even if Basel 2020 <laughs> does happen, what's it going to look like? And the other thing to realize is Basel survival now depends on those small to medium-sized exhibitors who they're refusing to give their money back to, and who are also threatening to never come back. Um, everyone's saying this is the death of Basel. I don't know if it's the death of Basel World, but it's certainly the forced terraforming of Basel World. Um, I don't think it will go away, at least for 2020, but I don't think it's going to look the same ever again. I think their opportunity is, and 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 um, and they allude to this in their press release. I shared this in the latest write up I have on the site. Uh, the a digital platform is potentially an option. So if Basel somehow transitioned to some sort of virtual event, mm-hmm. that would be nuts. But keeping in mind that Basel switching to a virtual event would be like a caveman somehow discovering spaceflight overnight. Yeah. Like that's yeah, just, that's that's not going to be a swift pivot. No, if, <clears throat> if that's the plan. That's some ancient alien shit. Alien's going to have to come down and teach that caveman what to do in twenty four hours or less. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you subscribe to Asian Alien, I have no idea. Um, this is the first thing I thought of. Uh, so yeah, that's what's happening currently with Basel. Appreciate you guys' patience, but it's important to just be informed because if you are on watch blogs at all if you read watch news or anything like that you should understand how much not just watch brands depend on basel how much a lot of the big watch blogs depend on basel too mm. you know what i'm saying so yeah. let's <clears throat> see i mean obviously we don't we don't give a fuck whatever dude um i'm just i'm just here for the fire man um at this point you know what i mean well let's see what happens i think is there so this i'm actually going to ask you this question seriously michael who the fuck is going to leave next is Richemont still attached to Basel? Um, Panerai. Well, well, that's traditionally Richemont was just um, displayed at SIHH, and then they oh. merged the two shows, 
So it's like, I don't know if they do leave. Like, are they a part of it? This was also the, supposed to be the first year um, that those two shows were combined. Yeah, that didn't work out. We, we ended up not seeing it. <clears throat> uh, so I don't know if they're in a place to leave. Were they ever part of it? It technically never really happened. Yeah. I don't know who's left. I don't know who's left. <sighs> citizen. I really don't know. Citizen, no, actually, no. Well, okay, so this complicated. Citizen, citizen left. Citizen, no? citizen said they weren't going to attend Basel this year because of the timing, but they still were announcing their intentions of being attached to the show. This is all pre-COVID-19. Um, I don't know if Citizen's going to change its tune. Yep. Uh, we'll see. Because um, I think Seiko said the same thing, but then Seiko went and tried starting their own show, and then obviously the coronavirus had something to say about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like, this this past week, Brightling clearly made it very yeah. apparent that it's possible to yeah 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 do digital releases, send some samples to folks for like real photos and your news releases. You know, it's it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> It's the same thing. It's cheaper for brands. It's easier for you as the consumer to... Because uh, the problem is when you hear about stuff, and I know this is going to sound fucking ridiculous coming from us, when you hear about stuff from a watch blog or when you get your news from a watch blog, you're getting your news through a middle person. And that middle yeah. person is essentially controlling the focal point for which you get your information. However, if you can just communicate directly with brands or if you can communicate more transparently with brands or have that communicate with you more transparently, you get to decide what's cool, what's important, and you can actually see everything that, you know, you may or may not want to see. So we'll see. Let's let's see what happens. I don't think it's going to look the same ever again for Basel. Basel, the event and the town. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank, thank you for your patience, Michael, and me running, running through all that. <laughs> no, that was, that, that was useful, and um, you were really on point um, getting all those posts up this, this past week, so... Yeah, if you want to read about anything else, just check out the site, and you'll see us uh, following all of this Basel news. Yeah, and we'll keep we'll keep doing it as as the story starts to uh, develop. Yeah, check out the site twobrokewashnobs.com. Also, at this point, uh, I do want to make a. I guess I can make a, a, sh- a shout out. This is really weird. Um, every now and then, we have someone bring this up. Uh, I, I do this purposefully because I don't want to like badger people. But a uh, huge shout out to Ismet. 62019 on Instagram, ISMIT62019. He basically asked, Hey, are you guys still even fucking doing like, like, should we still support you on Patreon or on Amazon affiliates? <laughs> because you haven't talked about that in forever. And that's basically by design. I don't want to bother you guys by saying, like, every 10 seconds, like, Oh, yeah, I think that Rolex release was great. By the way, support us on Patreon. Smash that subscribe button. It's just like, <laughs> it's like annoying. You know, so I don't talk about Patreon or Amazon affiliates uh, a lot. And every now and then someone's just like, you should do that. Because I responded to him and his response was basically, okay, cool. You should still probably just mention that on air for people who want to support you. So I will only say this once this episode. Uh, if you would like to support Two Board Wash Knobs, if you like what we're doing, uh, do do keep in mind we are basically crowdfunded. Every now and then we'll do some kind of like partnership or sponsored thing, but it's pretty infrequent. Um, once. One swipe, yeah, right. <laughs> I think you can actually count that on one hand. Well, yeah, literally on one hand, you can count the times we've ever done anything like spot, and it's been three years, guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we are very proudly uh, 
funded by our audience by people who want to express their stake and the type of information and the type of watch news that they're getting and how they're getting and who they're getting it from which is michael and i in very crude and crass terms long live horological bar talk um so so that said the main avenues that folks do support us is on patreon we do have a patreon page it's like patreon.com slash two broke watch knobs or something um, it's on the site, and I'll put it in the show links as well. And then additionally, the other avenue in which we are supported by people, if you do so choose to, 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 to do that, is Amazon affiliate links. The Amazon affiliate links are interesting in that it's a link on the site. Um, usually, they'll have it'll have an asterisk next to it because uh, uh, I need to disclose to people like what the actual Amazon affiliate link is. So if you see a link on the site and it has an asterisk, and you know that's an Amazon affiliate link, uh, or if you see a banner that says like. TBWS buying guide or something like that or Amazon buying guide that's the affiliate link you click that and then if you just do your normal Amazon shopping we essentially get a finder's fee Amazon doesn't charge you anything extra you it literally costs you nothing if you were going to go to Amazon and buy like the latest I don't know James Patterson novel is he still writing books is Mr. Patterson still having both books written for him and he puts his name on them or like I'm being, so. I'm being very rude um but like He's, he's earned his keep, I think, at this point. Um, you could just do your normal Amazon shopping. And um, essentially, you know, we get a, 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 like a finder's fee. Like Amazon pays us a finder's fee. So that, but you don't, have, you don't have to buy the thing that the link is for. So if you click on a link for like a Seiko SKX or something like that, and you go to the Amazon page, you can then just go to the search bar and type in whatever the fuck you were looking for and then just buy that. <clears throat> that essentially sends like a finder's fee to us. So those are the two main avenues in which we are funded by you uh, awesome <laughs> folks. Um, Patreon, Amazon affiliates. Now, having said that, please by no means should you do not feel compelled to contribute or donate or support the show right now, given the COVID-19 coronavirus crisis, especially here in the States. Financially, a lot of people are, are hurting. So I always encourage you to do what is ever best for your own well-being and just state and peace of mind. If you like the show and you want to support the show, but if supporting the show possibly puts you in a compromising financial situation or if you have to be especially rigorous and tight on your budget, do not support the show uh, right now because shit be crazy. Here, at least here in the States. Michael disagrees. Michael, tell me we're, why. We're, we're better than toilet paper. <laughs> because you can still wipe your ass with us. Just send us an angry email. <laughs> I fucking hate you guys. I think the big zero's dumb. I'm mad that Kaz is foul mouth. I was going to say something much more ruder. I'm, I'm mad that Kaz is not white. <laughs> I was going to say that, but I didn't want to. Yeah. That's the other really weird email I get every now and then. Because sometimes I put my face on Instagram. People are like, hey, I thought you were white. Like, I didn't know. Hey, you don't look like me. This <laughs> is oh like, God. why even say it, man? Like, why? My day is in no way enriched by knowing you thought I was a white person. Like, I'm sorry. We're, we're getting close to, like, Torch's quality content here. <laughs> this is the bridge burning episode, Michael. Did you understand? All right. Let me get my lighter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so a uh, 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 huge shout out to my fucking closed Instagram. Yeah, Instagram user ismit62019, ismit62019. Thank you for asking about Patreon and Amazon affiliate links. Um, and yeah, I, I don't say that often by design because I don't want to bother you guys with it. Plus, at this point in time with coronavirus, especially here in the States, I think people need to be especially scrutinous with their finances. So um, 
if you have any questions on supporting the show or whatever, guys, uh, you can just you know, hit us up, uh, email or Instagram or Facebook. I'm on the Facebook more often now and everything like that. So, um, yeah, Michael, if that's sufficient. Yeah, that's good. I think that's yeah, good. a good spot. Yeah. Let's do this. Michael, are you ready to <clears throat> burn? You ready to burn some bridges with me? Should we yeah, listen so to acclaimed, Thrice's? Acclaimed watches that we just don't get. Should we listen to Thrice's The Arsonist or Arson? What's that song called? So good. That's a really good song. Oh. Yeah. Acclaimed oh. watch. I know, right? <laughs> this 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 like schoolgirl nostalgic like 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 swoon of relief every time I think of Thrice. Like, ugh, like every time. I don't know why. Things were things were, things were easier. <laughs> <laughs> but here, let's do this. Acclaimed watches, watches that have hype, which we just we just do not understand. I have been talking a lot. Let's do this. Michael's chosen three watches. I've chosen three watches. Michael, I would very much like for you to go first. Share your watch and give us your reasons. Give us your reasons, Hal, for not liking or not understanding the hype of this watch. <sighs> yeah. So I know at the same time we wanted to stay away from from a lot of the usual suspects. Uh -huh. I would admit that this is a usual suspect. Okay. It, it's it's polarizing as it is, but um, <clears throat> I'm gonna start with the JLC Reverso. Yes. If yes. That's cool. Yes. Let's let's do it. Um, this watch was on my list, not this official list to talk to, but on my list of contenders. I think this is a great example. Here, I have my reasons. Yeah. I have my reasons. You you say your your reasons, and then and then we can talk and be like normal people. So first of all, um, I think that the addition, or it's it's actually not not an addition, but like right now, the original design has kind of resulted in this sort of weird party trick. Like, okay, you can like flip the thing around and like not show the face, and or have like another face on the back that like has a different time, but it all feels like a a lame like dinner party magic trick. Yes. Um, right now, the word is gimmick gimmick yeah there you go that's yeah. better <laughs> so and then i can't do you want to i go, can't do you want, get oh do you want to go into history like why it does that I, yeah i was i was about to get to that Sorry. i can't get over the attraction like to this watch being designed for polo um i'm not for equestrian ex exploitation in any way you don't like swinging um, hammers on top of horses that have been broken michael what what kind I'm of like what kind of a blood brother american are you i mean i guess not fucking cut and forcefully braid their their <sighs> tails uh anyway but you know how else are like, we supposed oh, this... to express ourselves as colonial overlords come on michael. right right exactly exactly oh this was made for for polo players which traditionally was pretty wealthy sport uh that's not the same thing as kicking a kicking a soccer ball around somewhere in the world. Um, so, you know, that combined with the whole, the whole gimmick gimmick of it all, I, I just never really got the attraction of the, the reverse. So um, that said, there are some beautiful iterations of the, the watch. I love the moon phase version. Yeah. That's, but like, I, I feel like the, it's one of those watches just that just really, really has to be elevated in some way for me to think like, Oh, okay. Like, that's kind of nice, mm. but still the source material itself, the reverso, the original reverso, two hand black dial with the flippity flip, whatever. I, 
I just don't get it. And I, I, I feel like I feel scared to say that. Is this a safe you know? place? Is this a, this a safe place? <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't know what you had uh, in, in your notes, but with, it's, it's just the first watch that came to mind when we said that we were going to do this topic. The reverse was interesting because when you first, and I, mean, I shouldn't say you, when I first started getting into watches, I noticed a lot of beautiful photography with the reverso, with the flip, showing the flip. So the idea is, yeah. you know, um, yeah, like you said, it was made for polo players in 19, 1930. This particular polo, polo player had his watch continuously, continuously getting thrashed by like horses' hooves. Or like mallets or whatever the fuck. Okay, so first of all, pal, if you're... I'm going to time travel speak 1930. Take your fucking watch off. Yeah. All right? There's yeah. no reason to be wearing your I, watch. I don't think there's anything time sensitive when you're no. like beating a horse. I'm not sitting there trying to hit a fucking bowling ball with a sledgehammer on top of like a fucking hooved animal and checking my cookie timer on my... Like there's, there's no fucking reason did i leave the oven on did i leave the oven like exactly there's no, take your fucking were there ovens <laughs> hubs no hubs is just another word for oven i have no idea oh no hub is a stove sorry if you can't tell we're properly american <clears throat> what was i gonna say so yeah so the idea is it flips to protect the crystal and so you know it just puts this solid steel material on the on the on the on the, on the, the front of the watch so the impetus for this watch existing in my opinion is fucking dumb okay yeah. just take your fucking watch off all right. The problem is, if the watch didn't flip, if the watch didn't have a gimmick, if the dog didn't sing and dance, it would just be a fucking dog. Yeah. It would still. That's a good point. You know what I mean? If the watch didn't flip, it would just be a pretty boring watch. Mm -hmm. um, very reminiscent of the style in the 1930s. However, I think if you like this style of watch and you're indifferent to the flip, there are plenty of other contenders that are a expensive you know uh, cartier obviously for one and then also on the on the on the cheaper side you can you have some seikos that have this uh greg bedrosi and senior tbw's contributed a really cool write-up on two his and her seikos which are the, the seiko tankos obviously it's supposed to be like the cartier you know mm -hmm. um the sup 250 and the sup uh 880 um for references and like yeah they're quartz everything like that but they have the look if you're interested in the look they have the look so the yeah. question then becomes, is the gimmick of the the flippity flip, which you very eloquently put it, is that gimmick worth three to seven thousand, sometimes three times as much as that, depending on the model? Is that gimmick worth that much money? And to me, the answer is no. You know what also gets me too is like, oh, you can engrave the back. Oh yeah. yeah like yeah. I can engrave a banana. Like I just like Fine. To dad from Michael here. <laughs> I just and, and I I think you know, I love AP and so people can turn around and say like well you're an AP fan. Um, the reversal is very much like JLC's Royal Oak in, mm. in this space, but um, almost almost to like the brand's detriment because like they have the they have the master collection too, which is like really ignored yeah you can get like a crazy moon phase i'm looking at a, the master chronograph with like in stainless steel with a stainless steel bracelet for ten thousand nine hundred. Wow. like that's a lot of money, a lot of money but like that can dance with the daytona i think <sighs> yeah um so I, I i think i think it buries the watch also buries a lot that the brand has to offer 
um especially when you get into like the ultra thin calendar stuff and um i don't really like the polarises now but people people dig those too mm. i just i i think i think the watch itself and the history is blown way out of proportion uh we were talking about something like the santos yeah which is i think i think we like both of us like those a little bit more um and it's seen as like the reverse's friend or peer <laughs> um but they <clears throat> excuse me cartier almost doesn't really like jerk off so much with with the history of the santos right like i don't think you can you i don't think you'll go to cartier's site and see like airplanes and shit when you like look up the santos maybe maybe you do i don't know so it's a watch that i just don't really get i think it's blown out of proportion it's history blown. wise i it, think yeah. the sport like is polo that cool no i, I don't know who the fuck plays polo Right? I think more people play cricket than play polo. Where's my cricket watch? I'm trying to see if we can see, like, Santos Dumont in the, uh... <laughs> I, I guess here's a photo of him in his stupid plane. What did you say? Jake, but but Jake Gyllenhaal is on top of him. Like, you Jake to Gyllenhaal... On top of him could be a <laughs> lot of different things. Did, 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 did this just turn to the greatest fan fiction of all time? Explain what on top of him means. Jake Gyllenhaal is like the hero banner on the Cartier site when you go to the Santos collection. Is he even wearing and, a watch? And the pilot himself is like buried down here in this little like subsection. Yeah, dude. It's not. So it's more. There are more photos of, of Jake Gyllenhaal than this like airplane stuff. So Cartier's site looks like every teenage girl's bedroom from 15 years ago. He looks great. I love his outfits here. He's not a bad looking guy. I'll give him that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, great looking dude. So fucking fun. The other thing with the with the reverso, which you'll notice, is that if you see it on Instagram, it's either going to be a photo of it in mid flip, or it'll be a video of it flipping. That's because what about the, like tastefully like placed ne- next to an espresso and a crumpet, <laughs> like quarantining at home a polo mallet with just like fur and blood on the end of it it's just like oh yeah it's my polo night it's just like oh my god <laughs> fur and blood <laughs> or whatever do you do whatever you do. I don't know I don't, I don't know how polo works I'm we can design your next banner JLC <laughs> we'll sell out we'll totally to put that on the internet yes <laughs> I still think we did a great so when Michael and I worked together we worked together physically at a place and one of the cool things we got to do is come up with like taglines or visual banners mm-hmm. on like websites and my favorite one was for that cat shampoo like cat grooming products do you remember what it was oh, yeah was it the cats out of the bag or something the cats out looks- of the, <laughs> the cats out of the bag and it looks fabulous cat shampoo cat shampoo that shit is fantastic all right that's the kind of caliber of copywriter you're dealing with here jlc <laughs> I should find that. I should find that and like show I have it saved. I have it saved somewhere in my fucking hard drive. I, that made me <laughs> just made me smile. Uh, what was the dog? The dog? Uh, the dog toothpaste one? Happy canines or happy canines or clean canines or happy canines? Something like that. Some yeah. shit like that. Oh, here, you're getting very distracted. But yeah, the JLC Reverso, I think, is an excellent candidate. I'm glad that you chose this because. When I first saw it, I loved it. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I'll spend 10,000 bucks on it. And then I really thought about it. I'm like, I don't want to spend 10,000 bucks on a flippity mm-hmm. flip. I can just buy a tech deck for 15. Remember tech decks? You could flip that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So buy a little ramp. Buy a little ramp. Make a little ramp. It's all good. <clears throat> good pick. Good pick. Oh my god, is it my turn? It's your turn. All I'm right. curious to see where you're gonna start. This is it, guys. Uh my so my first pick for brands that have a claim and hype that we just don't get. Sorry, let's burn our bridges quickly. Uh the Halio Seaforth. And sort of what's happened. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> you scared me. Um, did I take one of your picks? Or are we no, good? No, no. Okay. Yeah. The Halios... I just wanted to add to the, the weight of the whole situation. Yeah, I'm sure people are swerving on traffic. Well, actually, no one's in traffic. What are people? The people are spinning in their chairs. They're flinging their coffee at their loved ones <laughs> because Kaz said something that wasn't nice. Um, my first pick for watches that have a claim that we just don't understand is the Halios Seaforth and what that initial Seaforth and uh, following Seaforth releases have sort of done to Halios as a, as a brand. So the caveat here is that as far as micro brands go, Halios is doing top quality stuff. Uh, the leadership over there is so focused on details and getting things right that the final product you do get is really cool. However, as sort of a victim of its own success, Halios has kind of become one of those weird instances that's almost, you got to stay up in here, Michael, and antithetical to what a microbrand is sort of supposed to encapsulate. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And it's the idea of this. Halios, the Seaforts, and a lot of Halios releases have become, by default, every time you see a photo, every time someone mentions it, you're supposed to just want to want that because everyone else wants it. It's the latest Yeezy drop. Exactly. You, know? you are intrigued to potentially own this watch because you hear about how hard it is to get and because everyone else is getting one and because you keep hearing about like rising prices from scalpers on eBay. Not that you want to sell it, but you hearing that the price on eBay is so high, it's like, oh man, maybe I should have that watch. All of those are the wrong reasons to buy a fucking watch. All those things. The idea of a proper microbrand is something that's supposed to allow like an individual collector to express their own taste without the outside impetus of FOMO or bullshit marketing or something. You know what I mean? Like you, the idea when you find a microbrand purchase and that you, you really are attached to it and you purchased it, it's supposed to be something that is not crazy, something very intimate. I take my microbrand purchases fucking seriously. You know, uh, uh, the last micro brand I purchased, I'm pretty sure it was the Gavox Rhodes. That was two years ago, Michael. Hmm. Yeah, know? it was the uh, it was the notice contrail for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is one of those instances where I think the quality is there. You know, Halios deserves to be one of the top micro brands, which it definitely is. I mean, I mean, you know. They're also one of the it older, is. older yeah. ones. I mean, what you get is actually incredible. However, the impetus for a lot of people buying the watch, I just do not understand. I think it's become a victim of its own success. I think it's forcing people to potentially spend money, sometimes more money than they want to spend, on something they might not actually love, only because they think they're supposed to love it because everyone's fucking falling on their own swords on the internet every time there's like a nip slip photo of one somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Nip slip photo. You know, you know what I mean? And so it just, it, can, it confuses me. That said, what I want to also mention is the legacy that that initial few couple of C4 releases have had. 
I really liked Halios pre C fourth because you've got shit like the Delphin. How fucking I was just gonna, I was just gonna bring that up. That, that watch is totally forgotten. I the love all, that the all watch. black one. All black. I love that motherfucking yeah, watch. Dude. The puck. Yeah. Remember the puck back in the day? Remember the, whatever the puck, puck is it was cool. called. Is is he still doing the puck? No, I don't think or, so. I think, is... I think it's just I think it's just different iterations, or at least different design cues that are kind of stemming off of the release hype of the C fourth. After do the you C- think? Hmm? Sorry, this this just came up. But do you so, think do you think Jason was prepared for the success of the C fourth? Uh, I think, and so we've talked to, so, so, so for people who don't know, Jason is the, basically the single person in charge of Halios, yeah. owner, operator, shipper, mm-hmm. designer, everything. A guy does everything. He's super cool. Um, I think like most microbrand owners of which we spoke to a shit ton, I think Jason was excited for some kind of success. All microbrand owners, to some extent, want to be successful. Some define it pers- uh, some define it differently based on own personal sort of stances. Michael Happy from Gavox does not define success very differently than other microbrand owners. Um, so yeah. I think to an extent, Jason was excited and prepared and kind of wanted to do well, but there is no way he could have predicted what has happened with those releases. Yeah, and I kind of think that... I think that he had to keep up with that success for a very long time and the de- the demand that comes with it. Yeah. But I feel like if you look at the if you look at a watch like the Fairwind, I kind of feel like that's the watch that he wanted to make. Hmm. So the Fairwind and the Universa, those two that have been taking quite a bit um 2 years, you know, a year. Yeah, after after seeing them at wind up, I saw those watches and I'm like, okay, like I think I think like this is the watch that he really wants to make. Yeah. So um maybe maybe the C fourth just like skyrocketed way too fast. Maybe. I, I don't know why, and you can tell me if I'm insane. I feel like the design language post C fourth became almost like not safe, but like shit pre C fourth that came from Halios was so different from everything else that like yeah. you know what i'm saying like all and i i guess it's i guess i shouldn't be too critical because that's a, that's a stage of discovery when you run a business i'll try different things until i find what works bam see if fourth worked let me stay within this design language so i guess i guess yeah. i do i guess i do get that but it's just um it fixed of its own of its own success you know and so i just wanted to highlight halios as one of those brands where i recognize you're getting something top quality however i do not understand the lengths with which people go to to speak about this watch or to try and get this watch as if it's the greatest thing that ever happened to time since like <laughs> wax you know what i mean dude when when that fairwind and universa finally drop it's going to be madness yeah it's gonna be out of this fucking world (laughs) and you know what i'm not gonna fucking take part in it it's not worth it i kind of want a fairwind (laughs) it's nice but only only because i actually held the watch and tried it on i mean it's a very distant it must be a very distant prototype at this point yeah that was a while Um, back man but i was like i was impressed in a way that i was not um holding a a seaforth in my hand you know yeah. Still love Halios. Still like you, Jason. But 
Just had to get this out there. So yeah, if you're out there and you're on Instagram and you see people talking about the secret fourth or if you're on Reddit or Watch You Seek or whatever the I don't I can't keep up with these fucking forums anymore. If you see people talking about the secret fourth and like talking about like the prices and praising it and loving it, that's awesome. Don't automatically feel like you have to love something because someone else loves it. Um, look at it, soul search. I'm also really weird with watch collecting. I take this way too personally, and it's it's I'm I'm very particular with what I actually do, put my heart into. Um, I know not everyone else does that, but I would encourage you if you're like me, where you know this is too broke watch snobs. You know sometimes finances are tight. Don't put yourself in a financial position that you don't necessarily feel comfortable doing because you think you're supposed to own a watch because the rest of the internet is like stabbing their mothers to death to get to it or to yeah, be on a and, list to get it and to his credit i don't think i don't think he's down with the the price gouging like no, i don't think he's, i don't he's, think he's, 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 he's not a that. bastard he would never be down with yeah. that but but the internet ruins everything people ruin everything you know God, that's that kind of sets up the stage for for my choice okay um, my next one and what's, i think what's your next choice can 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 somebody like fill me in on the Cassioke. This is complicated. I'm, I'm, I'm writing these down as we talk. So I, I don't, don't. Okay. Yes. I, let me let me frame this a little bit better. I don't know much more about this watch, other than the fact that people really want it. It was just like bum rushed on social media, and people are price gouging, and it looks like a royal oak. Or it has a. It doesn't look like a royal oak. It's got an octagon <laughs> thing going on. Yeah. It's a very, very, very poor man's royal oak. I think it's become like an ironic thing. Like, oh, it's the cast. So I think there's two. I think there's two camps of people. So I do agree with you. And this, what you know, you know what's really fucking funny about this, Michael, is we have a positive review of the Cassie oak on the site from senior yeah. TBW's contributor Greg Bedrosian. Uh, go and check out the review. So obviously our opinions are not Greg's opinions. Um, I think it's two things with people getting the hype around here. I think it's people ironically being into the Casio because it's a Casio oak and like, oh, I got a 15 or not 15. I'm sure it's more than that. I got like a blah, blah, blah dollar watch that's, you know, I think it's ironic Okay. Royal Oak love, like, uh, like, like. I think it's part of the same part of the brain that, like, retro, like, like retro watches are cool. Yeah, but people ironically buy the the what is it the F ninety one W thing yeah. for like ten bucks and they're like, haha, like I got this, I'm so <laughs> cool. <laughs> but people aren't like price gouging those. No. I I until opening Greg's article and like looking at this in detail, I did not know that the MSRP was one hundred and ten bucks. Because all I would do is open up eBay and something like that and yeah. see like people selling like 300, 400, 500, like pricing them at that. Yeah. Because I guess they were so hard to get at some point. I, it's um, it's similar to what happened with some, with, 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 with Helios. I think it's hype. I think it's just because something was potentially expensive, potentially scarce, and it has this kind of cool cult like, oh, I just bought a new Cassie Oak. Like, you know what so I mean? Maybe, let's let's take a look at this what if what if i try to understand it what if we try to understand these things is okay. there anything is there anything feature wise in this watch that's outside the realm of like i don't know one of those aviation g-shocks that you like i see 
I two just, hands. I have a question for you, Michael. Did the Cassiope get popular before or after this Hodinkee article? I didn't even know there was a Hodinkee article. They, they did. They did an episode. Uh, Mr. Cole Pennington did a value prop episode. I think. I think it was hot before that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think it was hot before that. So I'm looking at this watch. I'm trying to objectively. Why is this called the Cass? It doesn't look anything like a Royal Oak. Uh, I mean, do I have to count one, two? <laughs> it kind of screws the quote unquote screws. I was, I was bad in geometry. Yeah, it's eight. That's octo. Yeah, yeah, it's like same same kind of deal. Um, is at the least oct- the one that Gre- at least the one that Greg picked is a little bit different from the ones that got super popular. This one with the camo. Camo is cool. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Are all octagon watches oaks? Is it now the Bulgari Octofinissimo Royal Oak? Like, it's that it's that kind of okay. I guess it is kind of cool for Casio to draw from this sort of Genta esque design. Um, that's kind of funny to see. <laughs> I think it was an accident. I don't think there was any sort of inclination in the design language. I think they were just trying to make like a bit something between a proper G-Shock girth, which is large, but something so something smaller than that, but then something bigger than like the FW19 or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's like the middle, it's like the middle size between the two, in my opinion. I think it just happened to look like this. I've been thinking about G-Shocks a lot lately, and I'm like, I don't know. You want this one? No, no. I, I, I'm kind of thinking about like the sixty dollar, like sixty nine hundred, or it might be, it might be even less than that. Uh, former TBW's contributor Andrew Gatto did a review of a Casio G-Shock on the site. I still have it. I'll send it to you. It's like a hundred dollar G-Shock. Oh, you? We have that one? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I don't know if it's the one you want, but I have it. Would you like it? Sure. Yeah, there you go. Actually, no, don't don't send it to me. <laughs> this is a different discussion for next week. Right, we're we're getting rid of shit. Don't send me that. Don't send me that. Oh yeah, touche. Um, so I think, I think this is a series of random things that have kind of fed into this weird monster that exists in the watch family. I think Castia was trying to do something between Castias that are small and Castias that are big, and it kind of came out like this. And then I think. As creatures of habits do, the watch family tried to process this in terms they understood, and I don't know who the first person was who saw this watch and said, "Yo, dog, this looks like a royal oak. We should call it the Castio or Castio. How do you say Castio oak? Castio. It's, it's a clever name. Castio. Castio. It's, it's clever. It, it's it, you know, it's clever. It's all right. It's not Doxbert clever. I mean, Doxbert's fucking hilarious <laughs> as a name. Castio, but you know. So, and I think after that. It just, the association with the whole Royal Oak thing was peripheral to where, even though it doesn't look anything like it because it's called the Casti Oak, I think it's people ironically liking the watch and then people only wanting to get it because there's hype around it. Because there are consumers like that. There are consumers who exist who only buy things because they're popular. You know? I'm looking at Andrew's review right now. This thing is so cool. This thing is so much cooler. I'll send you that, Michael. Maybe I will take it. I don't know. You press the big button and it lights up. Bam. We're so sick. <laughs> Save us. Save us. So yeah, that that's my take on the Castillo. I do agree. I don't think 
this needs to be as popular as it is. Yeah. I don't get it. I think there's way cooler Casio shit. Can we get some fucking cult hype around the Casio Oceanus series? It's Edifice here, wherever the fuck in the States, but in, in, in JDM, it's Oceanus. Can we get some hype yeah. around that? Those are fucking impressive pieces. Yeah. They're also expensive, <sighs> but whatever, you know? So what's your number two? Let me keep track here. You did that, I did that. So my number two, okay, I need to get your opinion on this because I, I think we've actually talked about this and I've probably said positive things about this watch in the past, but I've really been doing a lot of soul searching lately. My second pick for watches that have a claim and hype and that I just do not understand, um, it's the Seiko Marine Master SBDX017 and the newer SBDX023025. Um, it's a big boy. It's a big boy. It's a lot of boy. It's There's just a lot going on. I recognize that the craftsmanship, especially the movement also, uh, that's in this watch, it's part of that AL, 8L series, you know, um, which is like either Grand Seiko or just beneath Grand Seiko for mechanical movements, right? Yes, just beneath, just beneath Grand Seiko. Yeah. yeah. I recognize that that's all incredible and like these new ones have ceramic bezels and they're really cool there's a couple problems with this watch for me that i just do not understand people have the sense that your seiko dive watch collection your seiko tool dive watch collection can only properly crescendo if you aim for the marine master sbdx 17 or the 025 i think the 025 is the blue one or whatever I mean, that's just, that's just not possible for some people because this thing is massive. It's massive, <clears throat> and it's $2,500. Yeah. Although I'm sure you could find it cheaper used, but that's that's insane. It's too big. I don't understand. It's, it's too big. I don't like... This is funny. This is, this, is, this is the Doxa thing. I don't like how small the dial is, <laughs> how small <laughs> the dial looks. I don't like the font on the bezel. Because it's just too, it just doesn't look like an attractive watch to me. It doesn't seem practical. Um, I don't understand the amount of reverence that people, because I've spoken with people, like, and they're just like, oh, yeah, like, I knew my collection, like, took a turn when I got the Seiko Marine Master SBDX017 or whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, I get it. I recognize a lot of the materials and the engineering and everything has gone into it is, is, is top notch. And obviously the thing with sizes is that Seiko, there's what you read on Seiko size specs because I had the same situation with my Sumo and then obviously it works differently on the wrist. I will tell you, Michael, now, I have never seen this watch look normal on someone's wrist. It always <laughs> looks like you're wearing a fucking cupcake. You know what I'm saying? And people, I think I'm more I'm more impressed by a, a big old tuna than this thing. Tunas are cool. Yeah, I think the tunas are a lot of fun. Also very expensive if you get into like this range. You know what I mean? Um, and people complain about 20 millimeters on the Seiko Sumo. This fucking thing is 20 millimeters. Unless that, unless that's a typo, right? I think it is. Come on, guys. Sorry if you hear my wife in the kitchen. She's like. I don't know what she's doing. Is she cooking rice in R2-D2? <laughs> it's an air fryer, but uh, uh, it does it does sound a little like R2. <laughs> you know? Uh, I don't get it. I do not get it with this watch. I think it's perceived value in that, and that's something we talk about on the show, people think they can only progress their watch collections by paying more money. Um, two things, no. 
paying more money does not progress your watch collection. And second thing, don't feel the need to progress your watch collection. Just purchase what you make, purchase what makes yeah. you happy or create a collection that, that creates a narrative. That's what I'm trying to do with Soviet watches. I'm paring down, but at the same time, I want to get a very specific curated collection of Soviet timepieces that tells <clears throat> an interesting story, an interesting narrative. Some of those are going to be easy to find watches. Some of them are not going to be easy to find watches, but that's the story that I want to tell mm. those timepieces. So I think the Seiko Marine Master, I just don't fucking get it. Michael, what are your thoughts? I feel like we've talked about this. I, do you like this watch? And it's no, totally fine I, if you do. I, I'm right I'm right there with you. The good thing is, what's the watch that I reviewed that's sort of like the cheaper version of this? Uh, and people, it's a smaller Marine Master case. Uh, what is it called? I don't fucking know. It was one of the new heritage reissues of the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But the cheaper one that comes with the monster hands. Yeah. That that one is really nice. It's a little bit smaller, and people are popping out those monster hands and putting in like marine master hands. That cool. looks pretty cool. That's cool. That's a cheaper. That's a cheaper alternative. Also, you can't like easily service <clears throat> those SBDX uh, marine masters because it's that mono cock case. <laughs> monocoque we're never gonna grow up <laughs> it, everything loads in from the top so yeah. i think i think you need like a very specialized seiko service person to do that yeah um what they used to do on acrylic cases i don't know how it works with or acrylic crystals is you could either have a crystal removal tool it's essentially like a claw that grabs the crystal and then squeezes it just enough to pop it out um, but that's tough because you could damage crystal or what I've seen done also is a lot of watches have a decoupling stem so you could uncouple the stem and then essentially just put like a bellow into the stem like hole and just blow air into it until the crystal pops off it's the SBDC 061 the one you reviewed that's, cool that's the one I reviewed <clears throat> cool 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 yeah, should I, I uh we're getting we're getting close to time, so I'm just trying to oh, fuck balls. God damn it! Track of Stupid Basel real talk. But yeah, so Seiko Marine Master. That's my second pick. I I just I don't get it, guys. Don't feel compelled to like this if you like Seiko dive watches. Just putting that out there. What's your next pick? I'll keep this one quick. It's the Tudor Ranger, the new one. And I'm sorry. I think you like this watch. I do like this watch. I know a lot of other people who like this watch. <laughs> what don't you? What's not jiving? What don't you get about people's love for this watch? I think the Black Bay um, 36 is closer hmm. to the original Tudor Ranger, first of all. Um, I think it's a little too bloated for for what it is. It's, it, it, is it on the thicker side? It's it's on the thicker side. It's on the wider side. It has this like straight end link bracelet attached to it. So you have the gaps between the straight end link and the case mm. um it's not as refined as the old one i just i'm not i'm not really sure it was the best like heritage execution slash reissue um but i know folks really love it and i guess uh you can get them for a pretty good deal these days i you know what's really fucking funny i never noticed that bracelet straight leg thing let me see if I can send you this photo where it's like you can see it right next to the other one. 
I think I've um, only ever seen people's photos of this thing on like NATOs and leather straps. Or the bund. Or the bund yeah. strap. Okay, let me let me send you this. Um I can okay. slack to you. Let me see. Tudor heritage Tudor and its heritage, the old and new. Okay, yes. Because like I'm not as familiar with the original what like what oh I see what I see what's happening. Just get here. the Black Bay thirty six, you know? It's actually probably a similar price, right? Or no, you can get a used ranger pretty cheap. I don't think these rangers are going to last very long in the catalog. Hmm. But folks love them. Folks do <clears throat> love them. I think for a long time people loved them. And this is before the Black Bay 36 had ever shown up because it was the closest thing you could sort of do to like almost an explorer homage. Mm-hmm. Without buying an explorer, but then obviously Black Bay happened, and now we all we all have Black Bay herpes, um, yeah. which is fine. Even me, even me, yo dog. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so I, you knowing the history and understanding and having a much better eye than me, I get it. I get it. Why this watch, watch's hype uh, doesn't really jive when you're just like it looks nothing like what it's supposed to uh, be evocative of, you know. Just get a Sarb. You could totally, you could get that, oh man, no, you could get a Sarb, or you could get the Sar, what's it called? There is a, yes. The Sarks? The S-A-R-G-0-1-1. Let me send this to you. But that's, that's my last pick. I don't have much of an opinion on it. You just don't get it, yeah. I just don't get it. Oh yeah, that one's technically discontinued. The Seiko, right? Probably. Yeah, I remember this one. This thing's cool, man. Comes in a bracelet too, I think. So yeah, SARG 11 40 millimeter or 40.3 millimeter case. Whatever, dude. Uh good pick. That's a good pick. Um fuck, we spent too much time talking about Basel. Uh my third pick. So my third pick is interesting. It's not necessarily it's not a watch you can just walk into a store and buy. It's something you people keep doing to watches. <laughs> that just has to stop. Okay. My third pick for watches that get hype that I just do not understand. Michael, why the fuck are people putting Yachtmaster bezels on their Seikos? Have you seen the this? Yacht, the Yachtmaster bezel is nice. Is it? I don't Doesn't like necessarily... It. Doesn't necessarily look nice on your SKX. I don't like the Yachtmaster bezel. It's like someone with big teeth. These huge <laughs> numbers, you like chiclet, just huge fucking numbers. It's the uh, the Freddie Mercury uh, bezel. <laughs> no, don't say that because he's cool. Now people are gonna keep doing this <laughs> to their fucking watch. Don't you understand how the world works? <clears throat> I don't. That's so funny. I type in Yachtmaster bezel, and the first thing I fucking see is not even the Rolex. Yeah. It's the Seiko. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't get it. The fonts don't make sense. Um it just looks we it 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 looks like rims on a car that don't belong. Is, like is I, that the spinners? Is like, that spinners for an SKX? I put like 36 inch spinners on my Chevy Impala. It's just like what the fuck, dude? Ugh. You know what I mean? That's also I don't I don't think that's a proper I I think that's a proper rim size. <laughs> It's like for a lawnmower. I don't know. <laughs> I would love to see spinners on a lawnmower. <laughs> That's how you know you're fucking balling, dude. You're out there with your fucking Nautilus 
with your lawnmower with the spinners on it and shit, dude. Your cup holder specifically designated to hold bottles of Cristal. Yeah, dude. That's how you fucking ball while doing the lawn. I don't get it. This so this is also encompassing of just just the Seiko mods. I do not understand, but the specifically the Yachtmaster bezel on Seikos. This has got to stop because it's just fucking confusing. And it just doesn't look, to me, it doesn't look good. But every time I see it, post Instagram, everyone's like, oh, dude, sweet mods. And I'm like, no, it's not. I don't want to be the only guy that says it's not because then, you know, I'll incur the wrath and ire of the nerds. I think it's just one of those things that didn't happen for so long that when it finally did, people were like, why didn't we think about doing this before? (laughs) Especially if you're super into, like, the Seiko modding community. Yeah. But just because you've never done something before, it doesn't mean you're supposed to do it. Even um, even Long Island Watch has like a stock Islander that you can buy, which is basically that that mod. You don't have to do anything. You just, you just buy it. Just because something hasn't been done before and it could be done doesn't mean it should be done. I'm not putting peanut butter on my ratatouille. That's fucking disgusting. Sounds All pretty right. good. No, it depends on how much you like peanut butter. <laughs> depends on how much you like ratatouille and how much you want to ruin it with this fucking disgusting peanut butter. Like I said, I can put ketchup on cake. Because I love it. Oh, so you're a monster. Why don't you mod your, <laughs> mod your Seiko one more time? <laughs> I'm going to put a Yacht Master Bizzle on my, on my 175 just to fuck with Cass. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't get it. I, 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 I'll recognize that people who mod watches are much better at it than I am. Like, I'm not, I'm not about to fucking mod my... I don't even have a Seiko SKX. I have the 7002. Don't mod is, that thing. Yeah, which is another point of this topic. Can we stop putting fish bone hands on fucking 7002s? You know what I mean? Do it to the SKX. Don't do it to the 7000. Don't do it to anything. If you want to put fish bone hands on something, just fucking just go for a run. Get that out of your system someplace. Just, you know what I mean? Like, do something else other than that. The next time you feel like putting a Yachtmaster bezel on your watch, do some push-ups or something. Like... Get your energy out another get, way. Get it out of your system. <laughs> get it out of your system another way, man. God. Because I saw one the other day, and I'm just like, ugh. Like, it just really annoys me. Yeah, you can go on eBay and type in Seiko 7002. You're, you're going to find it. <clears throat> yeah, well, that, and I was talking about this Yacht Master, the Yacht Master bezel. I saw the, so, so, Okay, so, you, you, so you, you're, you're, you, you're in a much better position for to talk to me about this objectively is the Yachtmaster bezel cool because i have never liked not even i'm not even talking on the sake i'm talking on the actual rolex i do not I mean like it's this it's cool i i think rolex makes it with a crazy material i think it's um ceramic and i think some of those yacht masters are platinum too or like have platinum i'm not worried in. about I, material I about i'm just talking about the look it's all right. You see a girl. It's not, from, it's see, not their most. It's not their most popular. You see thing. a girl from across the street. You don't know her name, her story, but you can recognize objectively that's a good-looking person. Like that's the kind of impression yeah. I'm looking for in this yacht master. Like, is this actually a good-looking bezel? You're, you're in. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take that bezel on a date. There you go. <laughs> that makes that's, sense. That's pretty definitive. Yeah. Man, don't do that to your watch, guys. Just send me the 60 bucks or whatever the fuck it is if you want to buy a Yachtmaster bezel for your Seiko. Man. That's it. We got we got it out of our system. <sighs> Let's do this. I want to do more of these episodes. <laughs> this is going to become a reoccurring series. Acclaimed watches we, we just don't understand. Huge shout out and thank you to Michael Hunsucker, M.W. Hunsucker on Instagram. 
for suggesting this topic. I think this was a lot of fun. Just to do a recap in case you needed to have your fires bellowed and, stir and stirred again, stoked again. Man, I'm not fucking, I suck at English. I think I know it by now. Uh, Michael's Picks, uh, JLC Reverso, fucking agree. The Cassie Oak, fucking agree. Tudor Ranger, you convinced me. I didn't, before I was like, yeah, the Ranger's cool. Maybe one day if I have I just like, want you to think about it. I just want you to think about it. We're not trying to, <laughs> just, right. not trying to ruin anything or piss on anyone's strawberries. just want you to think about it. Uh, my picks were the Halio Seaforth. On that note, you can send your hate mail uh, courtesy to TBWS LLC at... I don't know. What's what's John, what's John Claude Bivere's address? <laughs> just, just send John Claude Bivere all your TBWS. Hey, like, 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 who the fuck are the two broke watch snobs? That'll be the greatest email. It's John Claude Bivere. Please stop giving people my, your, my address is your address. You're going to get a voicemail that's just loud. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Please stop. I don't know. I don't, I've never heard him speak. <laughs> or if he's I haven't, it's been a while. He seems pretty loud. It's, it's entertaining. It's the all caps email. I'll get the voicemail <laughs> version of the all caps email. He's going to have Santa Claus levels of hate mail or just like mail, just like sacks and sacks. Dear, dear, dear two broke wash snobs, you hurt my feelings when you said Halioth wasn't good. I didn't say that, guys. All right. And just to clarify, <clears throat> I know our, our audience doesn't sound like that. It's much more whiny. Uh, what was my my first pick was the your Hal picks. Halios, <laughs> so so distracted. Halios C fourth, my first pick. Second pick, the Seika Marine Master SBDX zero one seven and the newer SBZX zero two three and zero two five. I think the zero two five is the blue one. And um, Seiko Maz in general, specifically pointing a finger at the Yacht Master bezel. That shit has just got to stop. All right, here I'll cut you a deal, guys. I'll 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 I'll. I know sometimes you have to give ground to get ground. I will allow you to continue doing those weird paint splatter dials on your 700, uh, on your SK007s if you stop doing the Rolex Yacht Master bezel. Right, Michael? Is that a proper concession? Sound, sounds fair. That sounds fair, because I don't think I like those either. What do you think yeah, those, about those? Those are, those are getting popular too. I forgot about those. Yeah. Just leave your SKXs alone, guys. Mm-hmm. You'll thank yourself. Trust us. I think SKX mods might become like the fade. Like the haircut. Like 30 years, you're like, what the fuck? Oh, the chin, the chin strap. The chin strap. It's just like, Jesus. Why? I spent three hours doing that. Oh, my God. I could have been, I could have been buying groceries or becoming closer to my loved ones. But no, I had to put a Yacht Master bezel on my fucking Seiko. Here, let's do this. That's my third pick, Seiko mods. Um, huge shout out again to Michael Hunsucker for coming up with this episode topic. If anyone out there listening has interesting ideas for topics, always you know feel free to shoot them our way. Uh, it's usually easier to just do it in the comments of one of our Instagram posts. I know people DM us, um, which you shouldn't do. It's a bit, it's a bit of a train wreck right now with with uh, with DMs. And just comment mm -hmm. on the posts that go up. Be like, hey guys, great photo. You ever thought of an episode of whatever you know? Um, so huge shout out to my Michael Hunsucker for doing that. Uh, let us know your thoughts on our picks. Uh, our picks here for watches that have a claim, which we just don't understand. I do want to do a callback, Michael. You said, and because I, I think this fits, didn't you say in a previous episode you didn't understand the hype around the Daytona? Yeah, that's that's kind of my. That's something I've said a bit. 
<clears throat> but I, I didn't want it. That's kind of like an easy target. That's an easy target. Yeah. It's easy to shoot fish in a barrel if you use dynamite. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's not a proper saying. I just made that up. That's like I combined two really shitty sayings into one even shittier saying. So no one like use that use that phrase at work. That's not, that's not a real phrase. It might catch on. It might catch on. I wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs> I'm out of sad. That's all I'm saying. That's all. I know three sayings. And I had to make up two of them. Um, but yeah, let us know your thoughts. <laughs> let us know your thoughts on our picks. In addition to that, share your thoughts. What watches do you guys think have a call bunch of hype and acclaim, which you just do not fucking understand? Um, let us know in the show notes, or let us know in like the comments on Instagram or in the show notes here on the website. What's up? Um, uh, I mean, it's it's difficult right now because it's a little backed up, but if you would rather email us, you can do that. tbws.contact at gmail.com. That email again is tbws.contact at gmail.com. In addition to that, please go and check out the Patreon page because people are asking about that. If you want to support the show or utilize uh, one of our Amazon affiliate links, having said that, please do not uh, donate or support the show right now if it's putting you in a potentially financial compromised situation just because of the coronavirus. Everything's a little fucked up. But don't feel compelled to. Show's gonna be free. Show's always free. Enjoy. It is what it is. Michael, is that about everything? It's about everything. That's about everything. Let's let's do this. Is that sad time? Sad time. Until until next week. You know, I was thinking about it. I should buy a Seaforth. You can. <laughs> You're gonna have to pay more than retail. <laughs> you know the cat me is holding the pay. I should buy a Seaforth. Here, let's do this. <laughs> that's, that's, that's sad. I'm not buying a fucking Seaforth, guys. I, I don't think it's worth it. Uh, let's do this. That's that time. You want to you start us out and I'll close it? Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Snops. Later. Later.